On this episode, we are going after the conversation around finding meaning at work. In Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, he says that the chief aim of life is not necessarily happiness or success. It is, in fact, the pursuit of meaning. And he defines meaning as seeking relevance or significance or value through your life by pursuing efforts that impact someone or some end that is greater than self. At work, purpose is often built and not found. It is, in fact, a, uh, a, a day-in, day-out act of will to assign purpose and thoughtfulness to that which we are working on. We spend, on average, about 65% of our waking hours at work. And so work is ripe for either draining significance from our life or infusing our life with meaning. And so we think this is an important conversation for us to have, especially right now. We are in the middle of a global pandemic as we record this episode. Um, life is vastly different than it was just a short time ago. And many people are asking themselves existential questions, including questions about how to find fulfillment and meaning in this new reality. So let's use this inflection point as a reflection point. Let's really find out how finding more meaning in our work could significantly impact our performance or our organization and our ability to attract talent. We know that the next generation of leaders are more driven by finding meaning in their work than any other generation before them. And so grab your cup of coffee and let's really dig into more meaningful work. are a lot of people who are unhappy at work. And we know that at least some of their suffering is caused by the fact that the workplace doesn't always feel like a safe place. When people don't feel safe, they become guarded. And when people get guarded, they disconnect from each other. Disconnected people create disconnected teams. And that is really bad for business. I'm Candace Pentiato, and I lead a company called The People Side. We help companies get to the heart of human performance and improve team dynamics through an experience that we call the leadership living room. In the living room, we help teams reconnect with each other and have a better, more deeply human conversation. On this podcast, we are going to invite in business leaders, executive coaches, and leadership development experts to explore the conversations that people rarely have at work, but that impact the way people work together every single day. Welcome to the Leadership Living Room. I am joined in the Leadership Living Room today by one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Claire Williams. Claire is a partner with me at the People Side and a certified executive coach. She is masterful at what she does, and I just love how you always infuse meaning and depth into every conversation that you are a part of. Um, you have worked in leadership development at the Target Corporation. You now coach and develop leaders at Boeing, United Health Group, uh, GE. You are someone who I just, I love giving you a big leader who's a little bit skeptical about executive coaching and having them just do one session with you and come back and be like, whoa, she's good. <laughs> she's good. Um, I think this is going to be a powerful conversation with you because this topic really sits right in your heart pocket, Claire. Yeah, it it is. Um, I'm excited to dive right in. When we decided to launch a podcast 
And I knew I wanted to have you be one of our first guests on the podcast. And I said, well, you know, what would you talk about if you could talk about anything? Mm -hmm. What you shared with me that you really would like to talk about is meaning at work. And yeah. it didn't surprise me that you wanted to talk about that, but why? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I would, I joke sometimes that I'm a, a meaning junkie. <laughs> like yes. I'm just always ravenous for meaning. And I, you know, I'm that person that you get seated next to at a dinner party. And before you know it, I'm asking you these deep life questions that are probably, probably too personal too soon. <laughs> Um, but I guess, you know, that's, that's just but you the like way to I roll. Dig in. Yeah, you I love it. I just, do. I don't, I don't have much patience for stuff that doesn't really matter. <laughs> you do like to dig um, in. So, I mean, just personally, it, meaning is, is important to me and in, in all aspects of my life, but particularly at work. And, um, I, I really believe that our workplaces have the ability to be this fertile ground for us to find great meaning and great purpose in our lives. You know, it's, it's, a space where we can um, start to understand more about what we're really made of and what we love and what mm. we don't and what we're capable of and test the edges of our, of our growth. And, um, you know, we can just allow our work to be a way to get a paycheck. Um, but if we let it be, I think our work can actually be one of the richest parts of yeah. our life and our, our growth as a human. So, um, you know, I, I have those conversations a lot as a coach and I'm excited to get to have it today with you and for those who are tuning in. Yeah. I know that you've been on your own journey, your own pursuit of meaning in your life. Can you yeah. talk to us a little bit about your own um, adventure yeah. in this conversation? <laughs> yes, that's a good way to put it. Um, well, like many people, I, I had to try a few paths, I think, before I found what was quite right. And, and even now, like, you know, I think it's an ongoing journey to pursue what's meaningful. Um, but, you know, looking back early on, I thought I wanted to become a therapist and I, I went kind of down a related path for a while and then ended up um, moving into corporate America, which was took me by surprise. Yeah. Um, but that's how I found leadership development and executive coaching and um, ended up really finding that work very meaningful. I worked at Target Corporation for a number of years doing leadership development. And I mean, would have would have said, you know, every minute of the way, like that I found my work incredibly meaningful and purposeful. Um, but then I had this uh, kind of shocking experience where I went away to a, a development event. It was a, a training for coaches. Yeah. And uh, it was a it was a provocative event. It was very thought provoking for me. And uh, whereas before that event, I would have said, um, I, I'm so happy in my role. I came back from it and all of a sudden um, work didn't feel like home anymore. There was a shift. There was a shift. It didn't feel right. And I think that experience had caused me to start to to say, am I, am I ready to do something that's even closer, like even closer mm. to the fire, if you will. <laughs> um, so it wasn't that I was going in the wrong direction. It's yeah. just, I wanted to kind of lean, lean in a little more, I guess, to, um, so, so I, around that time met you actually, yeah. which is really fun. I had just had a conversation with my boss, just bringing her along that, Hey, I'm asking some existential questions about my career and want to explore, you know, what might be possible in the role that I'm in, or if I need to think about um, making a leap, so to speak. And 
not long after that at all, um, I got on the phone with you just for a informational interview. I mean, basically someone had said, you guys should meet. And yeah. So we connected and I'm aware of networking. I know. Love that. Here we are. I will never forget that the first question you asked me was, um, so what are you longing for right now? <laughs> Which is such a, like, that's one of those dinner party questions that I probably ask the people next to me. <laughs> right. It's like, whoa, that was deep right. real fast. Whoa. But I was, I I was, right, I was ready for it, Candace. Yeah. I was ready for it. Yeah. Um, and I told you, like, I've actually, I'm asking myself that right now. And there are yeah. some things I'm longing for in my work that, um, that might feel out of reach at the moment. And you introduced me in that conversation to this concept of can do work and want to work. And that, you know, you, you were on a journey at the time, I think. And of course I was, or I was realizing like, I, I can do this work, yeah. but the want to work, the work that really makes my heart leap, um, uh, is, is maybe not what's right in front of me right at this moment. And so how do I move closer to that? And yeah. a partnership was born. And, and a partnership here we was are, born. Working together. Yeah. It's so true. And you're absolutely right that I was asking myself some of those same conversations because I had been a corporate trainer yeah. for so many years, like mm -hmm. over a decade of my life, where I was really standing up in front of classrooms and just sort of spraying them with leadership <laughs> development. <laughs> and, them. Right. And just I just became just increasingly frustrated with the fact that. Even doing the coolest kind of leadership development we were doing in corporate classrooms, mm -hmm. the impact wasn't there. Mm -hmm. People would still come up to you at the end of class and you'd say, what are you going to do with this? And they would still be struggling with the answer. Yeah. After the coolest show you could ever put on <laughs> yeah. in leadership development. Yeah. And I was like, there has to be a better way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where our our right. meaning making intersected right. was to say, how do you do more deeply human yep. leadership development? That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, so if you were to um, say what you believe to be um, an important reflection mm -hmm. opportunity that this crisis might be providing mm -hmm. for people who may feel like they are at a crossroads. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people who just lost their jobs, who are now in the market again. Uh, there are people who have, you know, hit the great pause button in life, yeah. right? Like this really does seem to be an opportunity for us to pursue this conversation now. Yeah. And even if your life has gotten way crazier yes. <laughs> for various reasons, it's still a very different life than what we were all living a yeah. month ago or two months ago. And, and, so anytime life um, life evolves, I think it forces us to take a take a different look at how we're living and how we're working. And so, yeah, I mean, I've I've been doing that in this time too. Like my yeah. situation is that there's been a pause button on some things. Life has slowed down quite a bit, and I can kind of step back and almost see my life from a bird's eye view in a way that I can't when I'm in the thick of it. And I, I am finding it's it's forcing me to ask myself like, okay, I know I've moved closer to the to the fire, to the meaning. Um, but is there more? Is there is there more distance mm, to be covered to get me yeah. even closer? Um, and that, you know, that comes down to the kinds of work that I say yes to and the kind of work that I say no to and how how much time I'm spending working and yeah. um and how much that honestly in and of itself can sometimes drain um drain meaning for me or make meaning feel out of reach because I'm just moving too fast. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think I'm not alone in, in this being an inflection point and a reflection point. Yeah. Um, and I hope other people are finding a way to, to ask those big questions and take advantage of the moment. And, and I hope this conversation that we're having gives people some inspiration for that. Absolutely. I mean this, if, if your foot has come off the accelerator a little bit mm -hmm. in this moment, 
and you are able to kind of look around for the first time and see where you're at Mm -hmm. in life. And it is provoking this, why am I working or why am I working so hard? Mm -hmm. You know, there's many, there's many people who we coach Mm -hmm. who, as they enter into a season of their career where they're looking for a new job, stretching into a bigger job, um, maybe ending a career and really making a big move, um, that they're realizing that what the world is wanting them to pursue is financial success. And yet, Mm -hmm. or a title or a title or a a career, a career path. That's very logical and laid out for you. Right. And that they are not asking themselves a big question like, why am I really working? What is the meaning that I seek yeah. in my work? What is the purpose I find mm-hmm. in the thing that I pursue? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we hope that we'll give you some real tools yeah. or frameworks that help you reflect upon that in, in a different way. Because if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm interested in finding more meaning in my work, mm-hmm. what advice would you give as an executive mm-hmm. coach for how to start that process? Yeah, You know, in coaching, we often talk about um, what's kind of above the surface, which is how, how we're living, how we're acting, what we're saying, what we're doing, but that really the place to look is under the surface. Mm. And the, the deepest layer of that is often at this level of belief. And so I would encourage people to examine what do I believe to be true about the intersection between meaning and work? Mm. So what assumptions do you hold about that? Do you yeah. think um, only certain kinds of work can be meaningful? Do you think um, work should really just be a means to an end? And, uh, you know, it's not really meant to be something that's soul-filling, if you will. Yeah, working to live versus living to work. Exactly. Yep, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes family of origin has really influenced how we feel about that. And I come from a family where, you know, I had one parent who would have said, like, I love my job. I love getting up and going to work every day. And I had another parent who, for for whatever reason, was just never able to find work that really um, was all that fulfilling. Um, and so I saw both examples and I think yeah. that, that gave me a chance to choose that, oh, I think I'll choose option A where I love, I love what I do. Um, but you know, those messages that we internalize even from a young age about the role of work in our, in our lives yeah. and in our humanity yeah. are really important just to take a step back and look at, um, yeah. so examining beliefs is the yeah. first step. Yeah. It's funny. I'm just sitting here thinking about something that a person in my family would say is like, you know we go to work for, they call it work for a reason. <laughs> like almost like you're not supposed to like this. Yeah. This is the, this is like just the, the crap you have to yeah, do. Like mutually exclusive from yeah. any kind of fulfillment. Completely. Yeah. Like that's over here. And then you have like life. Right. That's over here. Yeah. And you work so that you can yeah. live that life. And yeah. Yeah. Do you find though that like is meaning truly available in every profession? Mm-hmm. I believe, I believe it can be. Um, I think sometimes that's a matter of perspective and, you know, some people get caught in the trap of believing that, well, only, only jobs that are service oriented, um, in a very explicit way can be meaningful jobs. But I I think with a little bit of, um, kind of digging in, Mm -hmm. uh, I think any job can have meaning, you know, there's actually this resource that I'm excited to share with people today that, Actually, a friend of mine came up with, and we'll link to it in the show notes, but um, kind of a a pathway into thinking about how might my work be meaningful Mm. um, if I peel back a layer or two and and really look at what is this contributing to the world? Mm. Um, And so I'll actually share that right now um, and maybe give a few examples along the way. 
Um, so some ways that work can be meaningful. And if you're listening, you know, I encourage you just to start to kind of draw connections between some of these things and the work that you do on a daily basis. So um, like bringing organization from chaos. I mean, I have an administrative mm, assistant. <laughs> right. And I mean, she is a rock star. And I mean, she, I, I genuinely believe, and she's told me this, that she finds so much fulfillment in helping uh, uh, m- make the complexity of, of some of my work more, more simple and more streamlined. And, and that's yeah. meaningful for her. And it sure is for me. Um, <laughs> sustaining or producing res- resources that help people thrive. So I think about all the people that are working grocery stores right now. Mm. And I think now more than ever, we are aware of how much they are contributing to a, a vital um, function in society. Yeah. Um, and the meaning that, they, that me, the meaning that has potentially presented itself in a crisis to to recognize that I'm not just stocking a shelf. That's right. I'm not just scanning strawberries. Right. I'm feeding the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Another one here is um, organizing spaces that are necessary or helpful for people to thrive. So a fun example of this one would be like a, a wise janitor at NASA who was asked, what do you do for a living? And said, I, I help put a man on the moon. Um, and you know, the, the role that that person plays in um, organizing that space makes it possible. It plays a role in making it possible yeah. for um, society, for people, for uh, for um, humanity to thrive and flourish in new ways. Yeah, infusing goodness in the midst of struggle or suffering. Mm-hmm. I think all of us have have the invitation to be doing that right now in whatever spaces we find ourselves in, even virtually. Um, bringing life, caring for life, sustaining life. Um, bringing beauty or creativity. I mean, that that's one of the things um, that gives me hope and meaning on a day-to-day basis, especially lately, is anything that's mm. anything that's beautiful or, or artistic, it touches a part of me that uh, needs to be touched right now, yeah. especially. Telling or sharing stories, um, helping people learn and receive resources for thriving, um, helping people understand their purpose or story. Um, I mean, I feel like in some ways that's what you're doing that's for me coaching. right now. Yeah. Like you're, you're asking me questions that are making me think and um, helping people overcome barriers to living their best life, um, supporting and leading coworkers. Again, that's something that no matter what we do, all of us, um, most of us have coworkers and the ability to impact them in some way, offering food or nourishment, fostering relationships and communication. You know, I even think about the person who um, owns the studio that we are working in right now, yeah. um, this podcast studio, and that that's a, a, a space in which we're now able to reach and communicate with people who we wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. And, and he makes that possible. Um, helping people rest or create spaces for people to recreate. And, you know, the list could go on, but, um, you know, essentially, if, if you look deep enough, there are ways to find meaning in almost any role. Yeah, um, it's available. Yeah. And, and what's meaningful for one person may not be meaningful for you. So then that brings you to like, well, okay, so if I start to articulate what is meaningful about the work that I do or the work that I would really like to like to do. Yeah. Um, you know, you're then positioned to start to say, yeah. now what? So what? Mm-hmm. Would you say that the goal should be that we would find a hundred percent meaning mm-hmm. in That's our work? Or is that not the ratio? Yeah. I think the ratio is probably going to be different for each person. And you have to experiment with that for yourself. But I think it would be completely unrealistic unreal- and even exhausting to think that every moment of your work day should be just juicy with meaning. Um, I, I I think, you know, for me, I, I am just 
I'm looking at what's most meaningful and how much time do I want to spend on those kind of high meaning tasks. Um, but I also know that there's going to be things that are a little lower, lower uh, meaning, even lower energy, but that a little bit of a mix is, is, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that mix might look different from person to person. And maybe just inevitable. Inevitable. Right? Like just yeah. to recognize that even for the people in our life who have the most meaningful right. roles, the most life-changing work right. that they get to engage in, that they have meaningless tasks. Yeah in their life that they have to do every day. I mean, do you have an email inbox? Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I think that that, I think that's a good mindset for all, for us to bring into this conversation is it's not that my pursuit is a hundred percent meaning, but to pay more attention Mm -hmm. to like what I find most meaningful, increase and amplify that in my life as much Mm -hmm. as I possibly can. And also recognize that, which is draining the life out of my soul. Yep. And start to yes. question whether or not I should keep saying yes to that kind mm-hmm. of work. Right. Or or do you need to craft a conversation yeah. with your boss or, you know, someone, a mentor or someone that you trust in your workplace and um and, and mm. really bring them along in the questions that you're asking and say, is it is it possible for me to get closer to my picture of what's most meaningful and what could be about my work? Yeah. Um, you recently went through an exercise, I think, where you did mm-hmm. that as part of just some personal reflection yeah. and you started to create these categories of like this kind of work I find most meaningful mm-hmm. or high meaning mm-hmm. and low meaning and medium mm-hmm. and mid meaning. And just t- talk a little bit yeah. about that exercise and what you learned about yourself. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned, this recent <laughs> crisis that we're all in and um, some of the perspective that's opened up for me is just forced me to slow down and, and just take a look at um, okay, so I, I know I, I know when I moved into this this work and yeah. as your partner with the people side that I was moving closer to to what's meaningful for me. But this just felt like a good moment to step back and say, um, well, how have I been kind of living up to that commitment and like the choices that I've made about the kind of work I say yes to and no to and 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 you know like I mentioned how how much time I'm putting in at work and what does that overall do for my sense of meaning and so um, you know yeah. when I when I did that exercise, what I noticed is that. I've been making choices um, that for me are getting my high meaning to uh, medium, low meaning uh, balance out of ratio for me, mm-hmm. meaning that, I, you know, I'm, I'm not quite leaning in enough to some of the work that's probably most meaningful. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm taking on work at times that is not as meaningful. And so, I mean, I think it's always mm-hmm. going to be a journey that yeah. I'm on, but it's, yeah, it's forced me to, to, to get curious about mm-hmm. like, okay, so how did that happen? And how did I get here? And what does that mean for going forward? And um, what do I want to, what do I want to rethink or reshape? Yeah. So let me just rewind this conversation and, and just remind everybody of where we're at in this journey. Step one was awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Define, define what you believe about meaning in work and, and start to articulate what is meaningful to you in work, either the work you're doing now or the work you want to do. Yeah. And then step two, once I have that awareness Mm -hmm. is start to hold it up against the work that you actually do and the ways that you spend your time and energy. And is that, is that syncing with what's really meaningful for you? Yeah. And then the, and then the the fun begins. And then the fun (laughs) begins. What is, what is going to be challenging for people once they do that reflection, they, they gain that awareness, what makes it hard Mm -hmm. um, to move into step three? And there are so many um, competing factors in the pursuit of meaning. Um, you know, I talked about that scarcity mentality earlier, you know, so there's feeling like if I, if I pursue meaning, I might miss out on 
money or making, making the living that I need to make. Um, or I'll have to give up this path that I've always pictured or this version of success that I thought was where I was headed or someone told me should be where I should head. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's, there's just this need to, um, kind of rethink and, and release. And that can be really scary. At There's times. discomfort in yeah, that. It's very, it can be very, very uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But I think it's a, I think it's a necessary part of the pursuit is being willing to, to lean in and let some things go um, and, and jump into something new if that's mm. what's needed or, or mm. reshaping what is. Yeah. I think believing that meaning matters mm-hmm. is what put, helps you push past that discomfort. Right. Uh, you and I were talking about this four blocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love a four blocker oh, at the yeah. people side, right? Um, <laughs> but we were talking about this idea of a four blocker where if you put meaning on one axis yeah. and lifestyle on the other, yeah. right? So it's like so, an X, Y axis, like yes. a grid. Yeah, we're creating this these four quadrants, right? Um, and lifestyle would encompass everything from like money and time and you know, just the way you want your life to look. Yeah. Right. Flexibility. Flexibility. All of that. Yeah. Yeah? And then you, you add meaning as another layer, right? What's interesting is that when, when we talk to and coach a leader who truly has a lifestyle that works for them, Mm -hmm. right? Balance, money, all of it. And they find meaning in their work. There's this sense of like deep, wholehearted commitment, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's discretionary effort, it's creativity, it's best in class performance. I mean, just all in. Good for business. It's good for business. <laughs> you want people right. in wholehearted commitment. Right. Right. And meaning might be that driver that gets you there. And, mm-hmm. you know, this next generation of leaders, their pursuit of meaning and a lack of motivation for just money. Mm-hmm. Seems to be a shift we're seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you need the both, mm-hmm. right? So that's wholehearted commitment. The exact opposite quadrant, which mm-hmm. is where it, I don't have the lifestyle I want and I don't ha- find meaning in my work. Yeah. Is that like, what would we call that? Just like, I'm just getting by. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Going through the motions. I'm going through the motions. I'm feeling a sense of deep unfulfillment mm-hmm. and emptiness at work. Mm-hmm. Like, a what? what is this all for? Yeah. Right. And, um, and I'm struggling, you know, financially or with, yeah, with the lifestyle piece. Like maybe I'm working so much, I can't even see my family. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people for one reason or another are um, somewhat stuck in a position like that. Yes. So it, it can be quite challenging. Yeah. There may not be choices right. to be made there, but it is interesting when you think about then, okay, so that's wholehearted commitment compared to that sense of emptiness and right. lack of fulfillment. Um, you also have people though, that are in those other two quadrants, Mm -hmm. people who have chosen the lifestyle Mm -hmm. and sacrificed meaning. Mm -hmm. And, and we see, um, almost like this sellout feeling Mm -hmm. that's happening. Like I gave up my life time in pursuit of this thing that didn't matter to me. You know, I, I coach, I coached a leader 60 years old end of career, very much had had the can-do career. Like, now we need somebody to do this. And, you know, Bob, we'll call him Bob. Bob would be like, I can do that. And he could because he's wildly talented, Mm -hmm. right? So he just pursued the roles, the titles, the paychecks, the power, 
And he's sitting there at 60 being like, what's it all for? Yeah. And he felt the sense of like, I was a sellout. That's painful. That's painful. Um, the last quadrant though is right for burnout, yeah. right? We've also, we also coach and work with people who have chosen passion mm -hmm. and purpose without like a financial, you know, something, something that can sustain their lifestyle financially. Right something that they don't, they, they just give all their time and energy yeah. towards. Yeah. And they're just, there's nothing left for anything. There's else. nothing left for anything mm -hmm. else. Complete yeah. burnout. Right. So you have burnout, you have sellout. Mm -hmm. We don't want, we don't want those things. Wholehearted commitment is where performance lies. Right. And right. so I think what is the role of a leader yeah. in helping their people right. find that meaning in their work? Right. Well, yeah. And, and I love that you're bringing up leadership because as a sidebar, I think leadership is, is one of those careers where there's a lot of intrinsic meaning. If, if that's what you're yeah, called to do. Yeah. Right? Um, there's a quote actually by Clayton Christensen, um, that I love, and I'm going to read it right now because he talks about, mm. um, how management and leadership is inherently so meaningful. Yeah. So he says, um, he says management is the most noble of professions if practiced well. If practiced well. Yeah. Yes. Big if there, right? <laughs> no other occupation offers as many ways to help others learn and grow, mm. take responsibility, and be recognized for achievement and contribute to the success of a team. Yeah. And so, I mean, what happens is this kind of beautiful merging of, as a leader, like I get to do something meaningful. And, and that meaningful work is actually helping other people find meaning in their yeah. work. Um, and so it, as a leader, you're in a position to really initiate this conversation with people who may not even think to ask these questions, but are maybe suffering in silence, so to speak, or they think it would be inappropriate if they were to bring up a, a conversation about, mm. I like this part of my work, but this part is less meaningful. Yeah. Um, so, so inviting that conversation, or if it's brought to you as a leader, welcoming it saying like, yeah, let's go there. Let's dig in and let me be mm. a partner to you mm. and helping you channel your gifts into something that is highly meaningful for you and serves, um, the ultimate, you know, goals that we're going for as an, as a company or an organization. Yeah. Um, and you're also in a position to, to kind of, um, make choices that, that allow for the team, the environment, the, some of even how the work gets done to be uniquely meaningful for each person yeah. on the team. So, I mean, it really comes down to being inviting, being really curious, and then being willing to partner and, and take action and get creative at times yeah. to help people find meaning in their work. Or honestly, even sometimes that might mean supporting someone to, to move into something away from your team um, that is more meaningful for them and, and yeah. cheering them on as they do that. Yeah. Um, I know that you did that high, medium, low exercise because you shared that with me. Mm -hmm. And there is a part that, of you that of me, there's a part of me that could get worried about you leaving. Yeah, yeah. if that ratio is not right, right, right? and and become defensive and be mm -hmm. like, why, why don't you find this meaningful? That right. what we're doing, or right. what we need you to do. Um, and yet, what what what's so clear to me, and I hope you didn't sense any no. defensiveness when no. I when you shared that with me. What's clear to me is that I see your level of performance when you're in your gift zone. Yeah, that's right. And that why wouldn't I right. want to recognize that we have somehow 
aligned you with work that might not feel like it's as much in your gift zone. Right. 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 And so to appreciate Mm -hmm. that if you brought that conversation to me, you allow me the opportunity to recognize that and realign, re-resource so that we can get the best performance possible. Yeah. Out, out of everybody, everybody on the team. wins, right? Everybody wins. everybody wins. There are people on our team who love to do work you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are people on our team who don't love to do the work you do. Yeah. 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 And so that, I think that's really, that's really right. important. But notice what it requires from you as a leader. It requires um, unattachment almost and, and a willingness to put in a little bit of effort because it does take effort to, to reshuffle work or to examine what could look different. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you're modeling that well, Candace. Thank well, you. But it, well, here's what's interesting though. I mean, if you think about this, sometimes people want to dismiss the, the, the conversations we like to have as soft mm-hmm. and squishy. Yeah. Like, right. But, but if I say, okay, for your dollar of investment in this talent, right. Do you want them operating at 50 or a hundred percent of performance yep. that they're capable of? Yep. And if you say, for my dollar, I want you at 100% performance. Right. I have to create the conditions that allow you to do that. Right. And the conversations we have are actually what I think help reveal what's getting in the way of you performing right. at 100%. Right. right. And oftentimes they're deeper conversations. Mm-hmm. It's not about teaching you a new skill. Mm-hmm. It's something else. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's helping, helping me discover that because I might not even always be clear on it. And sometimes it's the great questions that you ask me as the leader of the people side that get me thinking in ways that I haven't before. And so it's almost like that leader as coach comes into play here as well. Yeah. Well, you always ask great questions, Claire. (laughs) You have taken me way deeper, even just as a person than almost anybody else in my life. And I really (laughs) appreciate that. (laughs) Don't ever apologize for it. I think it's really important that we assign purpose to our work and that we become more self-aware and really reflective Mm -hmm. because it is such a huge part of our life that we spend at work. And work is a deeply human experience because of that. Yeah. We are going to not just be the podcast that just says something Mm -hmm. and then people, you know, tune out, turn off, go to the next Go to the next episode. We hope Mm -hmm. that these actually promote you leading a conversation like this at work or you doing more reflection and work on yourself. And so in in that way, we hope the leadership living room when we invite you into it is a trigger Mm -hmm. for another conversation uh, that you want to actually have in your life. And so we will be providing in the show notes of this episode some reflection, some recommended reading, uh, and some tools that would help you find meaning in your life if you are interested in doing more work in this area. Um, maybe going through some exercises with others that would help them assign meaning to their work. And we hope that this really does help deepen right. this conversation. Mm-hmm. Claire, any final thoughts for us as we? As we leave, you know, we touched on it a little bit, but I think it's worth saying again that uh, this pursuit of meaning can be really uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. And you might find yourself um, opening up a Pandora's box. And, and I think you have to be willing to, to lean into 
the discomfort that can not always, but can sometimes come from asking big questions about the biggest things in life that matter. Um, and so, you know, put on your brave hat and go forth and pursue meaning because ultimately, you know, there's no way that you would not get to the end of your life if you've done that and, and look back and have regrets about that process. It will only take you closer um, to a rich and meaningful life as a whole. To ask that question doesn't want that. I know. Yep. Who doesn't want I do. that? I do. Thanks, Claire. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for joining us in the Leadership Living Room today. We really hope that you found this conversation to be valuable. If you want to learn more about this topic or you want to lead this conversation with your team, go check out the show notes for this episode. You can also help us reach and teach more leaders in the world by sharing and subscribing to this podcast. That way we can tell you when new episodes become available. My team is on a mission to humanize the workplace one leader at a time. So we invite you to learn more about what we're doing by visiting our website at www.thepeopleside.com.